At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. What is up, New York City Cast, Bet Rivers Sportsbook? A Tuesday show for you today. Uh, coming up, Ian McMillan on Big East Tournament, the other conference tournaments, some sleepers to win the whole thing uh, in terms of March Madness. We also get into some NHL. And we actually, at the end, talk some NFL. Uh, we just got done recording with him, and my last question to him was, do you think these quarterbacks go anywhere? He's like, no, nah, I don't think I don't think so. Probably not. Uh, and then it literally, as soon as we got done talking, the news breaks that Russell Wilson is headed to the Broncos. Uh, earlier today, Rodgers finally put us all out of our misery. Not that we expected him to go anywhere, but uh, the, the attention-seeking, the drama is over. He's going back to the Packers. I, I think we all kind of expected, anticipated if he was going to go anywhere, he would have... Uh, probably made that known a little sooner. So Rodgers is going back, which leads to the news hours later that the Seahawks and the Broncos have agreed to a trade. Russell Wilson is headed to the Broncos. Multiple first-round picks, other picks. Uh, players are also involved. This according to Adam Schefter. Um, so the AFC, the rich gets richer. And we're now, we now have a division with Mahomes, with Herbert. With Russell Wilson, who, to be fair, has not played great the past couple of years, but hey, you still go out and you bet on the talent. You hope uh, better surroundings, uh, you know, pretty good defense, some receivers that he kind of turns it around again. He's not played well the last year and a half. Remember the 2020, uh, he started out great, and the whole narrative was, boy, it's amazing. He's never won an MVP. He's never gotten a vote. This is his year. He was the the runaway favorite to win the award. Then the second half of the year, he just played terribly. This year did not play well, but hey, it's hard to get a quarterback. There's not a lot in the draft from what everyone says. So, 
you got a chance to get Russell Wilson. Uh, it's not perfect, but you got to do what you got to do. And I, I think it's probably a move you had to make for the Broncos, who uh, you know haven't had a quarterback really since even Peyton Manning's last year. He was a shell of himself. Really, that 2013-14 Peyton Manning was really good. Second half of 2014, Manning started to deteriorate. 2015, how he won a Super Bowl, I don't know. But it's been a lot of Paxton Lynch, uh, Trevor Simeon, Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Flacco. I mean, they've kind of ran the gamut there, which kind of happens when you when you don't have a quarterback. You, you spend a long time trying to find one. So Wilson maybe still has some good years left. Uh, is he still a great player? I don't know. We'll find out. But, again, a, a move you had to make. So Wilson on the move. We finally get a little action here in this NFL offseason. So uh, that, that's the news of the day. The news of yesterday, obviously, Calvin Ridley suspended a year for betting on the NFL. Um, look, that's something we just have to, to talk about here because it was just, it's, a, it's a huge story. It's, it involves betting. Uh, I was surprised there was as much pushback on the suspension. I mean, I know once you compare it to domestic abuse, hitting women, hitting people in general, any sort of violence, is gambling a serious no? So when you start to compare that in terms of suspensions, it can look hypocritical. I get that part of it. Uh, when you ask what's worse, domestic violence or gambling, obviously it's domestic violence, but you can't bet on the games. You're an NFL player. You can't bet on the games. It's that simple. Even a whiff of threatening the integrity of this league, which makes billions and billions and billions of dollars, basically they print money. Uh, if you have a look here where, where players, active players are betting on the games, you just can't have it. You just can't have it. I feel bad for Ridley. I don't think there was any ill will. Obviously not the brightest guy. To do this, A, to do this, B, to get caught. I mean, if you're really dying to bet on the games, which why you are, I have no idea. But if you're dying to bet on the games as a player, have a friend put it in. Detach yourself from it. I mean, you don't have to put it in on, on his own app in Florida at the Hard Rock and gets caught that way. Oh, boy. it's uh, You can't make it up. It's, it's kind of hard to believe. And remember, Ridley took off most of the year for mental health reasons. Now you're going to start to connect the dots. Like, what's going on with this guy? He doesn't play for most of the year for mental health reasons. Then he gets suspended for gambling. So going to be gonna open Pandora's box there to, like, what's going on with this guy? Certainly going to lead to a lot more questions. But Ridley was set to make, I don't know, $11 million, going to hit free agency. Uh, I saw these tweets going around. I don't know. People are saying he lost $11 million on this. I guess that's what they were anticipating he was going to make because he was a free agent here. So... It's tough. He's 27. This is the, the only big contract he's going to get in his career. This was going to be his home run contract. Now he's suspended a year, uh, losing all that money. Just just tough. Really stupid. Uh, and, again, people are kind of zagging on this. Like, how could you suspend him? All the hypocrisy of, you know, you can post props on what team will play for, but he's not allowed to bet on it. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. I get it kind of looks hypocritical and the league is in, in bed with uh, these betting partners. So it's kind of a tricky scenario, but look, the bottom line, if you're a player, you cannot cannot bet on the games. You just can't do it. Uh, we can sit here and debate the stiffness of the punishment. Should it be four games, eight games? Was a year overboard? Maybe. That's an argument I'll at least listen to. But again, they're going to go overboard here to protect at all costs the integrity of their league because this league just makes so much money and Look, you can't have players betting on the league. Whether he was active, not active, he's still friends with these guys on the team. He has information. It's just, it's not an avenue you want to go down. They want to nip this in the bud. If you're in the league, you can't bet on your own league. You just can't. You just can't. It's it's kind of the cardinal rule. So I'm not surprised the NFL went hard on him. Uh, did, they went, did they go too far? 
I, I mean, maybe I, I would say no. I, I mean, I think it's an appropriate punishment. I, I honestly do. I'm surprised people are, are pushing back as much as they are. So again, I don't think he had any ill will. I don't think, you know, he's inside information. I, I don't know. I'm sure more will come out on it. Obviously, uh, still kind of a new story, only a day or so old. He placed, what was it, a three-leg, a five-leg, and an 18 parlay. Again, innocent enough. He's not playing. He's like, you know what? I'm bored. I'm going to throw in some bets. But again, you, you just got to know better. I mean, that's the bottom line. You got to know better. You can't bet on the games if you're uh, if you're an active player. So a lot of news in the NFL the past couple of days. Wilson goes to the Broncos. Ridley suspended a year. So uh, a lot going on. Both baseball, both basketball teams are in action tonight. I'm sorry. The Knicks are not in action tonight. The Knicks actually won two games in a row. Uh, beat the Clippers on Sunday night in LA then they turn around and they were down big against the Kings and they win that game last night uh that game was uh in overtime 131 no, that was in regulation 131 to 115 wow uh yeah that was a a late finish I was watching some college basketball can't st- can't say that I stayed up and watched the whole uh the whole Knicks Kings affair last night but that was 131 115 as the Knicks come back and win it 27 and 38 now again not a factor here in terms of the playoffs uh, not a factor in terms of really anything. They're really just kind of hurting their their lottery odds more than anything. But hey, uh, win a few games, good for them. Uh, the Nets are in action tonight, minus four at Bet River Sportsbook in Charlotte. Total is two forty. My goodness, that's about as high a total as you'll see. Uh, Charlotte obviously doesn't play a lot of defense. The Nets don't play uh, very good defense either. This is on the road, so you'll have Kyrie, you'll have Durant. Uh, I don't say this a lot because it's the regular season. It's the NBA. Nets have to win this game tonight. I mean, you, you can't sit here and lose every single game. The Nets lose every game. They lose every game. It was one thing when you had no Durant and no Kyrie. Okay, that's a built-in excuse. That's a valid excuse. Fine, we'll buy it. Uh, you get Durant back, and, and he plays well against Miami. You lose a heartbreaker. Okay, moral victory. Durant's back. He's healthy. Uh, you can take some good from that. Same kind of thing Sunday. You had a lead most of the game. Durant looked good. Okay, you lose a tough one in Boston. Uh, eventually, you got to win some damn games. I mean, you're 32 and 33. You caught a break last night because the Hawks actually lost to the Pistons. When that would have put you with a Hawks win, would have put you in the 10 seed and made you really behind the eight ball here. Uh, but the Hawks end up losing that game. So the Nets stay in the nine spot for now. Uh, they are tied, deadlocked with the Hornets, actually, for the eight and the nine. So. Uh, the plane starts. The plane seven to ten. So the plane starts with the Raptors at the seven seed, thirty four and thirty. They are not playing well, but they do have a three game lead in the loss column over uh, the Hornets and the Nets. So they're pretty in pretty good shape here for the seven. Not totally safe, but uh, in pretty good shape. Then you have the Hornets and the Nets at thirty two and thirty three for the eight and the nine, and the Hawks are the ten at thirty one and thirty three. And the Wizards have actually played pretty well recently. They're twenty nine and thirty four. So. Uh, they're kind of lurking if one of these teams falls apart. The Wizards can kind of sneak in. But you figure with Durant back, with Kyrie at least playing on the road, and maybe some point, you're running out of season, but maybe at some point he can play at home. You figure at least Durant can get you enough wins down the stretch where you get into the 8 spot. That's the key here. You're probably not catching the 7. You want to get to the 8 and avoid the double playing. But... Uh, Got to start winning. So I would expect the Knicks to win, the, the Nets to win tonight. I would actually lay the four. The money line is minus 170. So maybe you just lay the money line and don't worry about the four. But I would certainly lean towards the Nets here. Uh, a game they kind of have to win. A game they kind of have to win. The schedule coming up, it's not 
easy, but it's not impossible. They're at the Sixers Thursday, that infamous March 10th game we've been hearing about where Ben Simmons uh, would have returned. Obviously, he's not going to play in that one. Uh, home for the Knicks on Sunday at the Magic. So those are two you should get. Uh, Nick should Nets should win this game tonight. Probably lose to the Sixers on Thursday. Beat the Knicks on Sunday and then beat the Magic on Tuesday. Then you're feeling good about yourself. You won three out of four. You're back a couple games over 500. Uh, then they host the Mavericks, host the Blazers, host the Jazz at the Grizzlies, at the Heat. So uh, you got a, a five, six game stretch here where the schedule's pretty easy and you can kind of uh, get your equilibrium back, get back on track, get safely into the playing spot, that first playing spot where you only need to one game and get in. So uh, we can keep saying the Nets are dangerous. They have Durant, and it's true. They are dangerous. They do have Durant, but uh, at some point, you got to start winning some games. And starts tonight in Charlotte. This is a game they have to win. So I will lay the four here with the Nets. So uh, a lot in that opening segment, little Wilson, little Ridley, some basketball. When we come back, Ian McMillan, senior editor at BetSided, he'll be on to talk some college basketball, give us some thoughts on the Big East tournament. And he's got a couple sleepers that you'll be interested to hear. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. It's been a trip going to New Jersey to place your online sports bets, but those days are over. Legal online sports betting is now live in New York with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Sign up right now. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Get an account and start making your bets right here in New York. You even get up to a $250 match on your first deposit. That's Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Must be 21. Playable New York only. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. Excited for this one. He is the senior editor for Bet Sided, Ian McBets. Ian McMillan. Uh, again, you can follow him on Twitter at Ian McBets, which was difficult for me because I didn't realize you snuck an A in that Ian. I was trying to DM you to get you on the show, and I'm like typing in Ian. I'm typing in McMillan. I didn't realize you had an, a, an A in there. That A kind of threw me off, so I was trying to track you down. Ian, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, just living the dream and getting ready for March Madness. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's an exciting couple weeks coming up. It's the best, man, especially after a couple years ago. This is the week. It all started to unravel in terms of COVID, things getting canceled. So uh, I'll never not appreciate that. I always love this week to begin with, but I'll never not appreciate that after you know, not having it a couple years ago. You definitely appreciate it a little more. Let me ask you this. Do you remember the last game you bet on before the pandemic mm -hmm. shut things down? Mm-hmm. It was the Washington State game that Wednesday night, and I won as a big underdog. And I didn't even want to bet anything. I assumed the Thursday games were going to get canceled. It was it's weird looking back, thinking they even played those Thursday games. Remember, they played the Big East tournament. I think it was St. John's Creighton or something. And one of the games went to halftime, and they canceled the second half. It was really kind of surreal. You knew that it was that Wednesday night the Rudy Gobert thing happened. Woj tweets yeah. out they're suspending play for the rest of the NBA season. You knew the NCAA tournament wasn't far behind. Uh, how about you? I think it was an Arkansas game that Wednesday night. I forget who are they who who they were playing, but I think it was like the first round of the SEC tournament. I'm almost positive it was Arkansas. Uh, I don't remember who it was against though. Uh, I do remember I won the bet though. I wanted to win my last bet because I assumed everything was going to get canceled and it did. But I forget who Arkansas was playing, but 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 my bet was on them. We'll have to get research on that. Yeah, you want to, I mean, you want to feel like Elway riding off into the sunset where they carry you off right. the field. You win your last bet. Yeah, absolutely. What did you bet on during the shutdown? I mean, we'll get into some college basketball here, but I think this is, uh, it's kind of more interesting because I think betters can all relate to this. What, uh, how did you feel that, that void during the pandemic? Uh, 
at the start it was a lot of uh, Madden Sims mostly. I don't know if Me you got too. into that. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. They were the best. Yeah, that was that was the height of my degeneracy was betting on Madden Sims during the pandemic. But horse racing came back pretty early, and I, I got into horse racing for a little while. So uh, that was my first like actual sport that that I started betting on, and I had never bet on horses before that. Uh, but during kind of the peak when everything was shut down, uh, and I was on Russian ping pong for like two weeks because they were like two weeks before they got canceled. So uh, Russian ping pong and Madden Sims at, at the peak. Well, congratulations. You've just been inducted into the New York City Cast Betting Hall of Fame. Uh, there will definitely be a ceremony. The Russian ping pong really put you over the top. What was your go-to strategy with the Madden Sims? I know some of the people listening are like, what the hell are they talking about? And some people are going to be like, yes, I, me too. What was your uh, What was your go-to strategy? Because I was big on underdogs and unders. I feel like people just bet the over, so I just kind of went the other way with unders. I was just, I basically just took underdog in every game. I was like, it's a video game. Who knows what's going to happen? It's crazy. I remember one of the books I was betting on at an NHL sim. Um, and they set the over under at such a low mark that made no sense. And me being Canadian, I played a lot of NHL growing up. And I've simulated games, and I know how many goals get scored in simulated games. And I just max bet it like three times in a row, the over. And it hit like before the end of the first period. So that was my biggest success story, and I probably needed those wins because I lost a lot of money on Madden Sims. So I was a lot better the couple games I bet on NHL Sims. I think I did pretty well during the Madden. I hit a Lamar Jackson. This is going to sound so bad. I hit a Lamar Jackson first <laughs> touchdown prop in a Madden yes! one night. That really, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> man. Let's go. It, uh, it, absolutely. All right, let's get back into, let's get to the uh, the real sports. As much fun as this was. That's, uh, boy, that's a time. I wonder if they still have those Madden Sims. But uh, back to the real sports. College basketball, uh, obviously conference tournament week. Uh, we'll start here with the Big East tournament and just give you the odds here for Bet River Sportsbook. Nova plus 150. They're the favorite, the short shot. UConn 3 to 1. Providence 5 to 1. Marquette 7 to 1. Seton Hall 10 to 1. St. John's and Xavier 12 to 1. Creighton 16 to 1. Then you got DePaul, Butler, Georgetown all 50 to 1 or longer. Uh, anyone kind of outside the box that you see value on in terms of uh, the Big East tournament? So. I, so first of all, I actually do live in New York City now. I'm new to the city. I moved here last fall. Uh, kind of my whole plan leading up to this was I was so excited to go to the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden. I went to go buy tickets last night. They're expensive, man. I can't go watch this tournament live. Um, but uh, I am going to actually, the, the team, I, I and I placed my bets uh, for these conference tournaments last night, the, the team that I'm, I actually bet on uh, is Providence. And obviously, you know, Providence is kind of one of the hotter stories this year in college basketball. Everyone's saying that they might be overrated. There was that Ken Palm luck factor that everyone's citing. But uh, yes, have they had some bounces go their way in close games? Absolutely. But they're still a, like a very good team. Top 100 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. They don't really have any glaring weaknesses, any stats where you look at them and they go, oh, that's going to you know, cost them in the tournament. They are a good team. So at 5-1, to one, they're the number one seed. Uh, I'm going to take a shot on Providence and, and kind of see what see what happens here. Because this, this Big East, I think the Big East is the most competitive conference uh, in the country outside of maybe like DePaul and Georgetown. Anybody else could theoretically win this tournament. So to bet on Villanova at plus 150, uh, like a plus 150 favorite in a tournament that's this competitive, that it's going to be a challenge for them to win every game that they play. Uh, I can't do it. So I, I think you have to look down a little bit further on the board. I'm, I'm going to ride Providence. Yeah, even DePaul's been really good, at least at covering numbers. They've been kind of right. a, a, a sneaky cash cow. Uh, Georgetown, it's amazing. That was, yeah, that was last year. Georgetown won this tournament, which uh, 
a while away seems like a decade ago because they are just awful i mean they are just so yeah. bad um what's your strategy here do you think it's game by game in, in terms of you know better bang for your buck do you consider just you know playing them on the money line and rolling them over or do you think you're gonna get better bang for your buck at, at playing them pre uh pre-tournament that's a good question. I, I, I've, I've never been one of those guys who just bets money line and rolls it over. I know that's a popular strategy, and that might even, I feel like most of the time it is the more effective strategy, but I'm just not a discipline better enough to do that. And like, if I do that, I know by like the third game, and I have to roll over winnings like a third time, I just don't know if I have the guts to place that much money on, on, on a single bet. So I just end up going pre-tournament, uh, and then still bet game by game, and, and just kind of go by the spread. But uh, I'm not one of those rollover money line guys. I, I I know some people are, but that that's that's not for me. It's such a good point. I always bring that up because people say, "Hey, by the math, you're going to get more bang for your buck." Uh, just going game by game. It's called the mechanical parlay, and I think for the most part that's true. And you're probably just better off doing it that way. But there is the human element to look. You just kind of chicken out. You get cold feet right. uh, when, <laughs> when those those figures start to get up there. It becomes harder and harder to just hit submit. You start to dial back your bets a little. So. There's definitely a human element in uh in not doing it that way. Yeah, especially I mean if if they end up going to the final against Villanova, like am I really going to be putting down like a, a multiple unit bet on Providence uh, money line against Villanova in the final? I don't think I'm going to have the guts to do that. So uh, I just placed a pre-tournament and I'll just kind of forget about it. And hey, maybe I'll get a chance to hedge in the final. We'll see. Yeah, anyone else here that kind of intrigues you? Anyone that crossed your mind? I know Marquette people have made a uh, case for Shaka Smart can be a good tournament coach. Yep. Anyone else you kind of see here with some value? Yeah, Marquette is, is the other team I was eyeing, but my issue with Marquette is they can't rebound. 305th in the country right now in rebounding percentage. Uh, that's not going to cost too many teams in one-off games, but I, I find it hard. There's two key categories uh, that I think if a team ranks low in them, it makes me not bet them in these tournaments because it's hard to win multiple back-to-back -back games when you're on the losing side of these stats. One is rebounding and the other is turnover. So if there's any team that ranks low in one of those two categories, I usually stay away from them from a future standpoint. Uh, and Marquette's that case with rebounding. And actually another team that's that case. And, and, and turnovers is Creighton. Creighton's another very good shooting team, uh, but 308th in the country in turnovers per possession. I just can't trust these teams to win multiple games in a row against high-level competition when they're either going to get out-rebounded every single game or they're going to lose the turnover battle every single game. So those two teams are intriguing, but those stats kind of make me stay away. What are your thoughts on UConn? Uh, I don't know how old you are, but there was a time when UConn was basically like the Kentucky of college basketball. They, there was more, more UConn guys in the NBA than any other school, just a dominant, dominant program. And they had NBA guys coming off the bench. Uh, they're kind of crawling back to at least respectability. I don't know if they'll ever get back to the days with Calhoun where they're ranked number one in the country. It's just hard. If you've ever been to Storrs, Connecticut, you realize it's it's hard to get players there. And how Calhoun got players there, well, maybe we have an idea, but it's still it's still kind of difficult. Uh, you know, What's kind of the ceiling here with UConn? How far do you think they can go? Yeah, so for it's funny you ask that because actually for me being Canadian, like well, obviously we follow American sports, but like nobody follows co like American college sports in Canada, at least not really. So I followed NFL growing up, um, MLB, obviously, uh, with the Blue Jays. But college sports I didn't really get into, or American college sports I didn't get into later my, in, uh, in my life. Uh, and the first time I kind of paid a little bit of attention to March Madness was uh, Cardiac Kemba, the Kemba Walker days at UConn. So uh, UConn does kind of hold a place in my heart for that. But my issue with UConn in this tournament, 
Uh, the worst, they're, they're the worst shooting team out of all the top contenders. So I'm kind of surprised they're second on the odds list. 179th in the country right now in effective field goal percentage. Uh, very good defensively, obviously, but um, in terms of being the second shortest odds, I don't really trust them because they're just an average shooting team at best, whereas some of these other teams in the Big East are like some of the better shooting teams in the country. So that's kind of what made me stay away from UConn, at least at their current price right now. Yeah, you just figure they're going to run into a team at some point, uh, one of these first few rounds where they just shut them down and UConn can't buy a shot. It really, if you remember last year, they played Maryland in the tournament and they just could not buy a bucket. And that's what yeah. Book Knight, a lottery pick on the team, they just couldn't score. And like you said, they just go with these long droughts where they can't score. And that's really kind of their problem. Mm -hmm. They don't have that NBA player, that Kemba Walker, that you know Richard Hamilton back in the day. Uh, you know, this is a team that uh, a program that had lottery type talent. They just don't have that guy that can, you know, get you a bucket and be the best player on the floor. Yeah, exactly. So, especially, I mean, if they were further down the odds, if, if they had some longer odds, I think they'd be a great bet to win this tournament. But I don't think they deserve to be second on the list. Yeah. How about Nova just in terms of a national scope here? You don't really hear them in terms of. Uh, Odds, to, you know, can they win a national title? We don't really hear them. We hear Gonzaga, Arizona, rightfully so. Obviously, Duke's got players, uh, probably leaving out a couple teams. But there's 8, 10, 12 teams that can probably win the title. I think it's pretty wide open, more so than usual. We don't hear Nova in that conversation. Would you put Nova uh, in that mix with these top teams? Or obviously, they're probably slightly behind. But do you think Nova, you know, can get to a Final Four and win a championship? I think they can. I, I think they deserve to be in that conversation. I think they're one of the best value bets on the board right now. I was looking at them 25 to 1 last night, uh, at least a, at one of my books. I don't know. You can probably get a better price somewhere. But um, I think some of their – I think they're being a little bit undervalued just because of just how competitive the Big East is. They have a couple losses, but this Big East conference is so good. And when you look at their statistics – they're very good, but they're not kind of as eye-popping as like an Arizona team or, or someone like that. But I think a big reason for that is the Big East doesn't have any cupcake games where you can really pad your stats. Sure, maybe Georgetown, maybe DePaul to an extent. Um, but the Big East is not like some of these other, other conferences where you're going to play, you know, six, seven games a season against teams that you're going to blow up by 20 points and really pad your stats. So uh, I think the a team like Villanova, their stats are a little bit misleading and probably should be higher than what they are. Uh, and I think they're going to be dangerous come tournament. So if you're looking for a value bet somewhere around 25 to 1 for Villanova, I think that's a great bet. Uh, anything these first games Wednesday, we already got some games scheduled this kind of first round here. Butler versus Xavier, DePaul versus St. John's, Georgetown versus Seton Hall. Any of these stick out to you? Have you made any bets on the individual games? I haven't yet. I usually, these conference tournaments, I find the first round of games are, because the, the, they're usually just between teams who just aren't going to make a run. So you just don't really know what they're going to look like in these games. I usually start betting on them kind of in the quarters and the semis, but uh, I have not placed any of these Big East bets yet. I'm curious, have you? I have not. I'm just kind of looking at the odds here for tomorrow. Xavier's minus six at Bet River Sportsbook uh, over Butler. Uh, boy, we got a 10:30 a.m. tomorrow, 10:30 a.m. Eastern game tomorrow between who's this? Idaho and Sacramento State. So it's not Russian ping pong, but I might have to bet on that game. That, that little that's big be sky action, isn't that big a sky? A little big sky, some big sky and some coffee. I mean, you'll be ready to go, have some breakfast, and watch uh, <laughs> and watch Idaho. Uh, yeah, and Seton Hall's minus 10 over Georgetown. And the other game, St. John's and DePaul is a pick -em. So, uh, I'm sorry, St. John's is minus 6 over DePaul. So, St. John's minus 6 over DePaul. DePaul, I think, beat St. John's 99-94, something crazy, right at the end of the regular season. Uh, like I said, DePaul's been a covering machine. That looks like a few too many points for St. John's. So, no nothing out of those pops up out to you, really? 
I, I'm tempted to say Georgetown to cover that spread, but I've lost so much money on Georgetown. I keep convincing myself that they aren't as bad as the record all season, but I think I'm like 0-5 or, 0 and 5 or 0 and 6 betting on Georgetown. So just on principle, I think I'll stay away. But uh, statistically, Georgetown is not a terrible team. They just they just don't show up. So I'll probably end up staying away, or maybe I'll just fall victim to that one more time just for old time's sake. But that's, that's, that's the only one that kind of stuck out to me there. All right, who who ultimately wins this tournament? Would, it, obviously, you think Providence odds wise is the best bet, but you think you know life on the line. If you just had to pick a winner, you'd probably go Nova. Yeah, go yeah, Villanova. Yeah, Villanova is statistically the best the best team in the tournament. Just plus, if you're talking about from betting angle, plus one fifty odds is tough in this this competitive of a conference. But yeah. uh, life on the line, odds not included, I'd go Villanova to win. How about these other conference tournaments? Anything jump out to you in terms of your interest level? Any uh, pre pre-conference you know futures here where you know you like this team to win whether it's a short price a long price i know arizona is tempting at minus 120 to win theirs uh anything kind of jump out to you in the other conferences i got a pick for all the major conferences so i don't know if there's one that sticks out you want to talk about let's I'm hear it, with... man what, what do you got so uh i am going arizona so we can if we're going to talk about national championship i think arizona is the best team in the country so i'm definitely on them minus 120 to win the pac-12 uh, two teams in the country right now rank in the top 10 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. One of those teams is Gonzaga. The other team is Arizona. Obviously, Arizona has played a lot higher competition this, this season, being from a better conference. And Arizona is also like seventh in rebounding. Arizona has no holes whatsoever. Uh, like I said, have played tougher comp- competition than Gonzaga. Maybe they're not better than Gonzaga, but I think it's Gonzaga and Arizona, large gap and everyone else. So... Betting on a minus money favorite's tough in a conference tournament, but I truly think Arizona is is deserving of of kind of that number. And I that was kind of the only big chalky bet uh, that I placed to win a conference tournament. I'm curious your thoughts. How, what do you think about Arizona? Am I overselling Arizona here? No, they are unbelievable. I was watching them. It was last Tuesday night. I think it was at USC. And I'm kind of doing something else. I'm half paying attention. Every time I look up, I thought it was a replay. They're dunking the ball. They're throwing full court alley-oops, these touchdown passes. It's It was like a replay, but it was a different play. I mean, their good is very good, which is uh, an encouraging thing for this tournament. And they're, they're friendly to betters, too, because they kind of run up the score. They blow these teams out. They don't let these teams hang around for the most part. I mean, they had a kind of a lackluster effort against Stanford. But, boy, they are really, really good. I do think... Uh, like we talked about, usually you're better off going money line by money line for these conference tournaments, but that might be a situation where you're better off just laying the minus 120. They get a good following in Vegas too. Arizona and Vegas not that far apart. That's a that's a pretty good fan base. So I'm with you on Arizona. What else? You can kind of go down. Uh, Big 12. What do you got? Big 12. So I, it's Baylor and Kansas. I think flip a coin. I think it's one of those two teams. Not a believer in Texas Tech or Texas. Two things that concern me. Uh, quite a bit about Texas Tech, 290th in turnovers. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, if you rank low in turnovers or rebounding, I'm going to stay away from you from, from a future standpoint. I know Texas Tech is obviously extremely good defensively, but 290th in turnovers, tough to win consecutive games uh, when you're, when you're going to lose the turnover battle by a wide margin, too, in Texas Tech's case. Also, Texas, Te- Texas Tech can't hit free throws, 213th in free throw percentage. Uh, Texas is kind of similar. Uh very good defensively, not a great shooting team, 177th in effective field goal percentage. Uh, and I found this stat out about the Longhorns as well, 306th in fouls per possession. Going to be tough to win these games against really good teams if some of your top players are, are going to be fouling and fouling a lot. You need your best players on the court. 
as long as possible. And a good way to not achieve that is by, you know, having a 306, be ranking 306th in fouls per possession. So I'm out on the two Texas teams, or the Texas Tech and Texas. I'm going to go Baylor just because I think they have a little bit of an easier path than Kansas. Uh, Kansas is uh, might have to play, t- it's either TCU or Texas. I believe it's the winner of those two teams. Um, and I think both of those present a tougher challenge than Texas Tech does, which is who Baylor is likely going to play. So I think it's a coin flip between Baylor and Kansas. Choose one of the two. I'm going with Baylor simply because of a little bit of an easier path. Yeah, the coach has done a hell of a job. He kind of gets a bad rap. He's not a good X's and O's guy, which I've kind of been guilty of saying too because I didn't think he was a great X's and O's guy. But, you know, players can improve. Coaches can improve. I think he's done a good job improving kind of, uh, you know, emerging as one of the better coaches. To lose all the talent they had and to be right back where they are is really impressive. I'm trying to think, has the team even won the championship and even made a Final Four the next year since Florida? Because Florida obviously went back-to-back. I'm trying to think if if a team's even won the title and made a Final Four the year after. I don't think – I think that's probably the last time. Point is, it's very hard to do. It's very rare, and yeah. the fact that they're even in the mix to, to do it again uh, is impressive. I'm with you on Texas. Texas has cost me, me and my buddy Berg. Boy, it, we text so much about Texas. We, we're off of them now, but, man, there was an Oklahoma State game where they just basically gave the cover away, a Tennessee game, which they actually won, which they gave the cover away. Their bigs give them nothing. I can't stand Texas, so I'm kind of with you there. ACC, anyone other than Duke can win it? Anyone can you, you can make a case for? Uh, I think it's Virginia Tech. Uh, that, okay. That's actually who I'm on. So I, I this is kind of similar to uh, the Big East where Duke is the best team, just like Villanova is. But, I mean, they're even shorter odds than Arizona. I see them at minus 145 to win this tournament. They should win this tournament. I have trouble laying that price on this team, though. Uh, and Virginia Tech does rank lower than them in basically every single category, but they don't have any major weaknesses, which some of the other ACC teams have, which kind of makes me stay away. UNC has defensive issues, 185th in defensive efficiency. Miami has rebounding issues, 315th in rebounding. Wake Forest has turnover issues. 209th in turnovers per possession. Uh, Virginia Tech doesn't have any of those issues. They rank right around 100th or better in just about all those stats. Uh, So they are kind of a a more complete team. They've done a good job forcing turnovers at times too, which is something Duke has not done well whatsoever this season is forced turnovers. Uh, By the way, if you can hear an ambulance in the background, apologies. That's New York City for you though. Gotta love the city. Uh, Virginia Tech though. Uh, I got them at 11 to 1. I think that's a value bet. Uh, they're a seven seed, so they're pretty low. They got to win an extra game. They don't. They kind of don't have that 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 uh, double buy. But I think they're the best value in the ACC. If you're not going to go Duke, I like it, and I like the siren in the back. This is the New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. That Fitting. should kind of be our sound. I think we could use a little more sound production on the show. That could be perfect for it. I think we could uh, we could use that long term. That's a good one. Um, anyone juicy? Anyone kind of you know off the radar? Double digit odds in these other tournaments that you like? Anyone? Uh, in terms of a sleeper for these other conference tournaments, I kind of like uh, LSU and the SC and the SEC Ooh. eleven to one. Uh, they are a team that have had offensive issues, but they're so good defensively they can kind of make up for it. Fifth in the country in defensive efficiency, fourth in opponent turnovers, so they you know force a lot of turnovers. Sixteenth in offensive rebounding, so they get a lot of second uh, chance scoring opportunities. So uh, eleven to one for LSU and the SEC is kind of my other long shot. Them and Virginia Tech are the two long shots of my. That's pretty good. I'll have to take a look at it. That's pretty good. Any of these, uh, 
How about the bubble teams? Any of these bubble teams interest you in terms of Michigan? I don't know how much you paid to the last four in, mm. first four in. Any of these teams that you think, you know, we see a lot with these teams, really in all these sports. You, you play the playing game. It's not a break to play the playing game because you have to win one extra game. But once you kind of get it under your belt, uh, you kind of settle in. You can kind of play with house money. And some of these teams go on a run. I think VCU one year went on a run with doing it. Uh, Syracuse has gone on runs. Anyone you, you kind of like at the bottom of the bracket, whether Memphis, Michigan, you take your pick. Anyone you kind of like? Yeah, you, I mean, UCLA last year was a play-in game. They yeah, went all the way good, uh, good to one. the Final Four there, right? Um, good one. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you mentioned it, Michigan. I think Michigan actually considered sprinkling a little bit on their futures to win it all at 150-1 to 1 last night. Ooh. I looked at it. I haven't pulled the trigger just quite yet. Um, but they are a very, very talented team. And actually, a lot of their numbers are actually pretty solid. They have struggled defensively. They're around 200th in most uh, defensive statistics. But if they can figure that out, on the defensive side of the court. This is a team that puts up good offensive numbers. They do a lot of fundamentals right, anything outside of the defensive stuff. Uh, they have the talent to do it. I don't hate Michigan, and then I think they're around 10 to 1 to win the Big Ten. I don't think that's a bad long shot bet. Uh, so if there's one of those bubble teams, I think that can go in a run. If they can kind of get in sync and kind of put everything together, I, I, I think it's Michigan. Yeah, they, they certainly have the upside. I just worry about them getting stops. They're just so bad defending, you know, pick yeah. and roll. They just got so yeah. many issues defensively. But uh, who knows? Tournament could bring out bring about, you know, different intensity. Uh, sometimes it, it's all about the effort. And uh, we'll see if we'll see if they can kind of turn it up and uh, make a run here. Do you think they'll be in the, the first four? Does it depend? Do they need to win a game? Are they safe? What, what do you think their status is in terms of the bubble? You never really know what the committee's thinking. I think the fact that they're a brand name does kind of help them, though. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I I think they would need to win at least one game. I think if they lose their first game of the tournament, I I think they're done. But I think if they if they win one game, they'll they'll at least uh, kind of be in the the last four in or playing one of those playing games. So I do think they need to win a game though. Yeah. Um, how about these smaller conference tournaments? A lot of them going on now. That was a great, unbelievable Furman Chattanooga game last night. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Just crazy. a crazy yeah. ending. Uh, I don't know how Chattanooga didn't foul there. Up three. Furman's in the one and one. Just foul there. I, I laid the two and a half and I had the money line, so I had both of them. But just foul there. I don't know what you're doing. Foul, foul. Like, they deserve to lose. Then they uh, go to overtime, hit a miracle shot to win it. But uh, any of these smaller conferences, whether it's going to be a 13, 14, 15 seed, any of these teams that uh, are playing right now that you see could sneak in, you know, the Sweet 16, win a game, maybe win two games that are kind of off the radar? Well, I, I mean, I, I think if you're talking about uh, kind of some of these mid-major teams that could make a run, I mean, you have to look at the Mountain West, one conference that, that we haven't touched on yet. Uh, probably one, my favorite conference this season was the Mountain West. I think they're going to have several teams in the tournament. Uh, and as far as their conference tournament, I got Wyoming at plus 750. I think they're the best value on the board. I think it's four Me teams too. that... I think it's four teams that conference. I think it's Colorado State, Boise State, San Diego State, and Wyoming. And of those four teams, uh, Wyoming has the longest odds. So just kind of uh, by default, they're kind of the best value pick. And they're on the same side of the bracket as Boise State. Um, and they've already beat Boise State this year. So Wyoming, I think, is a great bet. And if they make the turn, I mean, any I'm, I'm going to be probably betting on every Mountain West team in the first round of the March Madness tournament. So uh, I think they're all those four teams uh, are all dangerous right now i have an irrational amount of love for wyoming i love ike i love maldonado i love golden the coach i think they can make a run they haven't played great uh this past week or two they lost a tough game i think it was san diego state who hit like a million threes against them last monday night and that was a tough loss so 
you never know how the committee uh, is going to view them. You know, Wyoming, they're not great for ratings. I hope they get in. They're going to be a fun team if they get in. So uh, I'm with you there. Any other sleepers in terms of winning it all? I know you mentioned Nova. Uh, anyone else that kind of jumps off as, as a longer shot that you like? Uh, I like Illinois, 45 to 1, I think, right now is what I saw them last night. I think they're a complete team from, from top to bottom. Kofi Coburn, obviously, star on that team. They don't really have much for weaknesses. The Big Ten has just kind of cannibalized itself uh, for majority of the season. So I, I think that's kind of why you're able to get the odds where they're at right now. Uh, so, I mean, they're not the longest shot on the board, but 45 to 1, they're kind of considered a dark horse right now. Uh, but they're the number one seed in the Big Ten. So uh, I like Illinois quite a bit as well. Yeah, and they got a tough break last year having to play Loyola in the second round. That was really unfair. Loyola was criminally uh, underseeded, and that was really fair to, unfair to both teams. So, you know, sometimes you win it the year after you're supposed to win it. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Illinois made a run. We're talking with Ian McMillan. Ian McMillan, you can follow him on Twitter at Ian McBets. Uh, let's pivot here. Just a couple quick ones, and we'll get you out of here. You're a big NHL guy. Why is why is a four dollar favorite losing every night in the NHL? What is with all these upsets? There's a reason for it. Is it just kind of uh, randomness, or these lines just out of whack? What's going on in the NHL? Yeah, that's a good question. I I think NHL in, gen in general is just such a. I think the sport of hockey is such a volatile sport. There's so many. I mean, there's so many just bounces the puck that can just go against you. And I mean. You can have it can be you know the the best team in the league like the I mean the Avalanche have lost their last two games against the Coyotes who are the worst team in the NHL. I mean if a goalie just decides to have a good game then that completely changes the you know the the entire outcome of the game. If your own goalie just has an off night that changes things. So I think there's just a lot of volatility just in the sport of hockey. I think that's just kind of the nature of the sport. Uh, and I, in the first half of the season we actually saw favorites hit. At kind of a historical rate. So I think we're just kind of seeing a little bit of a regression uh, to what we saw in the first half of the season. Uh, are the Rangers good enough to win it all? Uh, no. Good goalie, not a good enough. Yeah, not, not good enough. <laughs> I wrote an article uh, was probably like a month and a half ago now uh, claiming that the Rangers were frauds. Um, but, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Igor Shesterkin's the best goalie in the NHL. He, I, I think he should win the Hart Trophy because statistically the Rangers are a terrible team. They're like second last in Corsi if you're into those advanced analytics. They rank near the bottom in high danger scoring chances allowed. They leave Shesterkin out, out to dry night after night, but yet he delivers. And we've seen teams in the past have, like, be not good teams, but their goalies have, have kind of carried them to a championship. I remember the LA Kings you know, a decade ago when Jonathan Quick would, you know, lead them to the, uh, lead them to a Stanley Cup as an eight seed. So it's certainly possible. Uh, and the Rangers do have a good power play as well, which is going to be big in the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, I, I would like to see at least, I, I, I would like to see them be a little bit stronger defensively. Like I said, they rank in like the bottom three or something in high danger scoring chances allowed. Shesterkin can only do so much, especially, you know, winning a best of seven series. Uh, when they get up against teams like the Hurricanes or the Panthers, that's gonna that's gonna be tough to do. So I don't think so, but I I mean, anything's possible. Any value on any of these teams in the NHL to win it all? I know people like the Flames. The numbers kind of moved on them. Anyone that's uh, a price that's bettable at the moment? Yeah, I took the Flames right before they went on this hot streak. I have a ticket for them to win the Western Conference at ten to one, uh, which I'm quite happy with right now. But if I were looking at the board right now, and I think that a team that presents the best value, I think it's the same team that's presented the best value for the majority of the season. Uh, the Hurricanes at plus 950. Uh, they're kind of on the easier side of the bracket in the Eastern Conference. They're in the easier of the two divisions. They won't have to face, 
you know, the Panthers, the Lightning, or the Maple Leafs until the conference final. So they have a little bit of an easier path to the conference final as opposed to those teams. Um, and they just have a good young team. They, they've been my dark horse pick in the NHL for the past couple of years. They didn't uh, come through for me, but is because they had such a young team. But now some of these guys have matured a little bit. Uh, they have some help on defense. They're getting some solid goaltending. So, uh, I mean, that's not that's not a bet that's completely off the board, but I, I still think it's the one that presents uh, the best value. I, I think I think the rod should be uh, right up there next to, like, the Panthers and the Lightning. So, Hurricanes, I'm seeing right now, plus 950. Probably the best bet on the board, even though it's not that long, that, that much of a long shot. But the NHL, in general, is pretty top-heavy this year. It's going to be tough to find a dark horse long shot team that's going to go on a run, which is strange for the NHL, because usually the NHL has the most parity of any of the North American professional sports. I don't think that's the case this year. All right, last one, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, we do the green zone every week during football season together. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with these quarterbacks? We already finally got the news on Rodgers. He can put us all out of our misery. He's going back to Green Bay. That's over with. Fine. Uh, Watson's the interesting one. Watson, you know, if he plays where he plays, I think that's the one because people forget, I think, how good he is. I mean, he's still only, what, 26 years old. Um, yeah. It's just so strange how he basically sat out a season and, you know, wasn't suspended, wasn't active, just kind of in limbo. All right, Ian, appreciate you coming on. You can check out Ian McMillan's work at BetSided, where he is the senior editor. Ian McMillan at Ian Betts. Ian McBets on Twitter, sorry. That's uh that's a tough one. And there is an A in there. So don't don't be fooled by Ian's simple name. It's not as simple as it seems. Ian, appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Ian McMillan. Enjoyed that. Looking forward to all this college basketball this next couple of days. Boy, if you're a college basketball fan, you don't uh it doesn't get any better than this. You don't get a lot of sleep uh, d during this time of the year with games on all day, all night. So looking forward to it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back Thursday. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.